Welcome back to Emotionally Stable with your host, Jojo Nieves. I'm so excited that you've decided to press play. And welcome to today's episode, which is titled Daddy Issues, Volume 1. I have been wanting to talk about this topic for a really long time, and the only experience I have is my own, so I will be sharing my story in this first volume. In Volume 2, will be how I kind of untied my bitterness and untied my emotions towards men and towards my father. But in order for you to get how deep this this hurt was, I really would need to talk about my story with him. So it all starts off when I was about two years old. It's the story that I know. It's the story that I recollect. And him and my mother were going through it, and he was on drugs. And my mother said, you know, either you get off drugs or I need you to leave. So my father decided to leave. He then, I think a year later, or a couple of months later, started another life with another woman. Even had a child on the way with that woman, but would still kind of come see me and be with us then my mom decided to move to the states when we were around five and then after that i don't recall um seeing any more of him or being around him anymore as i grew up as a teenager i think he called us once then our grandparents took took us to see him once but then after that i don't have much memory of him being involved in my life at all until my later years of life but I did grow a lot of bitterness towards my father. There was a lot of anger and a lot of resentment. I don't think I hated another human being more than I hated him on the earth because there was such a long time where I thought that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't good enough, that the reason why he left was because, you know, we weren't good enough, um, a good enough reason for him to stay now today i know that that's a lie that everybody battles with their own demons and that he just wasn't prepared for fatherhood at that moment let alone for the rest of his life because he was never he never had the tools for that and when i finally understood that there was freedom in that but fast forward to a couple of years later i started going to church and i started learning about the things of the bible i i knew i had a vague understanding because i grew up in church my life my whole life you know and my grandmother had a very strong catholic background my mother uh dwindled out of catholicism and then we started going to like an evangelist pentecostal church when i was younger then i found my own relationship and i started going to church and one day they were preaching about how we should honor our father and our mothers and i thought man i've had the opportunity to honor my mother but i've never had the opportunity to honor my father and be careful what you pray for because a couple of months after that i got a text message from my mother that my cousin had texted her that my father was in the hospital and that they said that he was dying 
because he had an overdose and he was on alcohol you know his liver was in cirrhosis which meant that you know he was going to pass away and it was my decision if I wanted to go see him and he was relatively close to where I lived and I battled with it for a couple of hours if I wanted to go see him or not because at that point I was 22 23 and just imagine not hearing from your father's family for such a long time not hearing from your father from such a long time and then they're just calling you to tell you that he's dying (laughs) so I get to the hospital some of his family is there the doctors are telling us to prepare because he's going to pass away he's going to die (laughs) and at that moment I start crying but I start crying because I'm upset because he's in a coma so I'm upset because I will never get the closure that I want and at that point it was about me and I was just more angry and more bitter and I was very sad in the moment but my father started getting better and he started recollecting and he started coming out of the coma because he was in a coma um the cirrhosis was so bad the toxins were getting to his brain so he didn't know who people were he didn't know who his family was he would call us all types of different names and I decided to be a caretaker his family most of them really were kind of tired of him he's been an addict his whole life they've had to take care of him his whole life so it was my turn in a sense and mind you the daughter that he's never done a thing for um so in that moment it was a lot of my pride being stripped from me because i felt that it was something that i felt that it was something that i had to do so fast forward a a couple of days i've been taking care of him his family's been coming to see him periodically or whatever and then he finally he recognizes me and he's like what are you doing here why are you taking care of me like he's like the audacity like he's like he's he understands and sees the (laughs) the irony and the fact that the daughter that he never really took care of is the one that's taking care of him i would have to say that in the moment I wasn't really thinking about being angry or thinking about talking to him about the past or anything like that. I just kind of wanted him to get better because I saw it as an opportunity. Not only not only did I see it as an opportunity of my prayer being answered, but I also saw it as an opportunity to grow my relationship with my father and be around him and, and get to know him. But then shortly after that, you know, his family started Um, saying that I was just around for the money and all this stuff but they sent him home on hospice money that he didn't have quote-unquote by the way um (laughs) they sent him home from the hospital to hospice it's another I want to say four or five months that I kind of go up there every weekend and take care of him make sure he's okay and all this stuff we start building a relationship and he asks me for forgiveness which was something that I wasn't expecting but when he did I did I cried for about two hours (laughs) nonstop because I could not it was like a weight had been lifted and I feel that if I hadn't given myself the opportunity to kind of serve him I would have never received that healing of being able to say that you know he hacks me for forgiveness it wasn't like I brought it up it wasn't like I was hackling him for it it was just kind of natural because he saw that I was there genuinely and his family was still 
very upset I guess it's just old drama from the olden days where I don't know (laughs) I honestly don't know and I don't plan on finding out because they're just people that you stay away from for your energy's sake and after that after he was on hospice for a couple of days well not a couple of days for months he started getting better and better and he got healthy and he got strong and then sadly he started medicating again he started taking like some narcotics he thought you know we kind of didn't know and then he wanted to drink again and he saw that he was getting better he wasn't scared of dying anymore um but then after that me and his family had a falling out just because everybody thought that I was there with ill intentions. You know, I, had, I hadn't been around in so many years and all of a sudden they thought that I had ill intentions. So I decided to keep my distance and I decided that it wasn't healthy for me to be around, to be in a toxic environment. And it was in that moment that I noticed that our parents are more than our parents. They are humans. They are people who have their own demons and and us as children, we reduce them down to just being our parents when we don't know. They they had a whole life. They had a whole past before us. They have traumas and wounds that they probably have not dealt with. And my father was not equipped to be a father. If I would tell you his father's story and his family story, you'd probably understand more. And it's not that I'm giving him an excuse it's not that I am giving him a way out of fatherhood I'm just understanding that he was never equipped to be my father so that is the short version of my story with my father I was able to heal I guess the bitterness and the hatred and and everything now if I see my father if I go to Puerto Rico and I visit my family and and I see my father I can hug and kiss my father and and be all right we just don't have a father-daughter relationship because of the circumstances but I feel that my pride had to be stripped in order for me to get the forgiveness and the healing that I needed now it's more about me untying the emotions and the cycles um that I built because of that I had a lot of walls of protection a lot of insecurities a lot of unworthiness you see People think that it is just about healing the wound. People think that it's just about getting the forgiveness and and, and getting the person to say their story and that they love you and all this stuff. That is just the first step in healing the wound, in healing anything. (laughs) Honestly, it it starts off with the forgiveness and it starts off with the the heart becoming tender and, and forgiving the person. And then after that, it starts the untying of emotions. It starts the the process of breaking the cycles that that wound created because we create cycles around our wounds. And for me, it was, I was very independent. I didn't need anyone for anything because I didn't want to depend on anybody. I felt like for so many years, I was trying to depend upon you know, the love of a father or the attention of a male, etc., etc., that I created a toxic cycle around being independent. Being independent is good, but being independent is also not that great. (laughs) It was that cycle. I created a cycle in regards to then the other, the other extreme, which was looking for male attention, 
in a negative light like looking for male attention constantly or needing male affirmation constantly and I could definitely go on but that will be for volume two of daddy issues I wanted volume one to be me sharing my story because I want other people to be able to share their stories about their wounds and their emotions and the emotional cycles that they've had to break so the only way that I know of that is for me to be vulnerable first so that you can be vulnerable with yourself and so that you can explore what it is what emotions you have tied to your traumas and to your experiences so I will be speaking more about untying emotions and also I will be speaking a lot more in <laughs> daddy issues volume two so i thank you so much for listening to emotionally stable always remember let's get better together receive all my love this has been jojo xoxo have a good one yeah.